Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's edition of the Chapter by Chapter podcast for the Dragon Reborn. I am your host, Will Cowan. With me is my good friend and co-host, Steve. What if Professor Xavier had hair? We were just talking about Marvel what ifs and how the show was awful and the comics are better because the comics, they tackle stuff like that. You know? Okay, don't lump me in with him. I saw one episode and I thought it was fine. I saw the Black Panther. Why didn't you Star watch War- more Star Lord? Uh, because I didn't care. Because you didn't like it. You didn't enjoy it. I saw. It. Here's my thing that I've been saying about Marvel movies for like two years now. Everybody hates it when I say it, it's but the same I thing don't go see. Says. I saw Endgame. I saw Endgame. It's over. I saw Endgame. Now it's over. Now, everything after that, you know, this whole Spider-Man thing that's coming out, that seems cool. Might be out by this episode. You care more about that than I do. You're sending me Uh, trailers and stuff. You're sending me pictures. You say, make a meme out of this. It's just Spider-Man. I thought that picture was hilarious. It's like a picture of Doc Ock throwing a car at Spider-Man. And I was like, there's there's meme material in here. Now, uh, that's all like, that's all like bonus material. I don't need that stuff. Okay. I saw Endgame. You know what I I do need? Endgame sucked. There, I said it. You know what was better? Infinity War. <laughs> I saw Infinity War. That's where I'm ending. I don't know. See, because your thing is stupid, and you're just like, I'm I'm over at, at Infinity at Endgame. It's just like, yeah, me too, and not by choice because all of the new stuff sucks. I I can't speak to the new stuff. Don't let me in with. Do you watch Loki? Everybody. I did, who and didn't? I liked it. Me, because it's terrible. I guess so. I'm watching, you watch, I guess the rule that I have now Did you watch WandaVision? Is, uh, no, I didn't. Good. Because it's, I can't get behind that. Uh, <laughs> the the rule that I have I now is I watch that. all the ones that, that Kate's interested in. If Kate's interested oh in it, God. she wants to watch it, I'll she watch it. She never leaves you. Your whole life is going to fall apart. It's happened to me. This is how I got Kate here. Kate left you? <laughs> it's fell apart? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. We are getting into... Chapter 8 today, everybody. Chapter 8 called... Now, how do you say it? Is it Yara or is it Jara? Jara. I like a soft... I like the soft Jara. You know? Jara. Like that. I like that. That's the way... Isn't Jara the guy that Paul fought at the end of Dune? (laughs) Yeah, it is, actually. And he's also... He also runs a palace on Tatooine. Well, I mean, that's just a good business (laughs) opportunity. A lot of people... A lot of people these days are snatching up <laughs> properties, getting business established in the desert. Le- left, right, and center. Doom. I heard today that Calgary is one of the most affordable cities to live in. I hate this fucking city. <laughs> I'll tell you, first of all, I'll tell you right now, it's not affordable. I have no money. Second of all, I'll tell you, I hate it. All right? A car just blew up in the middle of our downtown the other day. That's true. Yeah. I I, I, uh, I sent a picture to our- yeah, Will was, Will was on top chat. of it everyone don't worry i was like like, i was everyone everyone to the southeast check do you see uh bills of smoke rising and i was like yeah it's others you fucking dick (laughs) i was like reading i was like i looked outside and there was like smoke coming i thought a building like i for a second i thought the calgary tower caught on fire or like it had a kitchen so the calgary tower for anyone who doesn't know is a gigantic skyscraper similar to the cn tower in toronto Except it's about a, I don't know, like an eighth of the size. It is, and it's actually one of the smallest buildings we have I in think, Calgary. Now. What? See, I think Seattle's <laughs> got a big old, big old, uh, yes, space circle needle. on a stick. It's it's just yeah. these like you know, these like ovals on a stick circle, circles, yeah, exactly. shapes. 
It's one of those. So I thought the I thought the fire was coming from that, but evidently it wasn't. Kate found a video of a guy downtown Calgary just got fed up with his car and Molotov Molotoved it. He just threw a Molotov cocktail he's into not his fed car up with and the car. Left he's it. fed up with the city, and he's fed up. I think with the affordability, <laughs> with the prices, and the prices. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of cities, speaking of places of residences, we are now in this place, Yara. Yara. And uh, this is kind of like, you know, another one of those run-of-the-mill sort of towns. This chapter has a couple things that I kind of liked and a couple of things that I was just kind of like, here we go again. Hot takes. Here we go again. I'll tell you what it didn't have. Yes. Hot cakes. No, no hot cakes. In, well, in this chapter. And I think they had a couple hot cakes. There was probably, there was, you know, land was probably nibbling <laughs> on something. <laughs> in the background. You say nourished. So they come into this place, Yara, and uh, they notice a couple, uh, or team consisting of, you know, Perrin, Loyal, Moraine, Lan. Uh, this is Wolf's, this they is notice- Alpha Wolf Squad X, because we're being led. I <laughs> love that. We're being led by Perrin here. This is Perrin. No, we're being, oh yeah. We're we, following his okay, nose. Yes. We're following his nose. And that's what, that's the first thing he notices, is his nose. Yeah. He's like, something's, he's, he's like, something's weird about this place. He's there's a, picking there's up a sense. tinge. He's like, there's a smell. I smell. Yeah. Pass the Parmesan. And and so this town, death, has has gone through this whole thing where a bunch of people are just getting married, left, right, and center. I think all the women in the town just like all got together one day and they said, "We're getting married. Find your nearest fella." <laughs> yeah, they all want to be green ashes. They're all they all want to be green ashes. So they they just like had this like mass wedding. And a bunch of confused men are now in a lifelong now that's commitment. What I'm talking about with affordability, we should be doing Calgary wide once a month. If you're getting married, you go meet down at the town hall, right? Big old group wedding. <laughs> then go make sure you get a COVID test right afterwards. Um, and what happens? What apparently has happened, as we learn throughout the chapter, is uh, there is this like. So spoilers, Rand shows up in the ta- chat. Uh, Rand shows up in the town way before our heroes, so Alpha Wolf's Squad X. Was that? Yeah, the, well, Rand's Alpha. part of uh, Delta Red Brand Boy X. He's Red Five. He's Red Five. Let's be real. <laughs> He's Rand Five. <laughs> He's Rand Five. Okay. Oh, I'm going to start a band called Rand Five. You're not. So he has a no. I'm not. He has started in this he's already been in this town he walked away and he just by the nature of being Taviran, uh all of these events started like happening around him yeah, he won the lottery so when the team won the His lottery Bitcoin went up. Uh, when the team ends up at the nearest inn because when you go to a town you have to find i like the name of this play, place too it's called like harlan's leap and the picture that they have is like a a guy on it's one harlan leg williams. hopping it's harlan williams on one leg <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, uh, they get they get all this information from one of the uh, you know not the innkeeper but like the janitor Simeon uh, custodian and he's like and yeah, custodian and Simeon sorry. and I like to think of him as a monkey. Uh, they get all the they get all this information. So it's a, hold on, hold on, on. It's a chimpanzee Simeon. in cut off jean shorts and like a tank top, a white tank top, and he's strung it. Which he's is having hum- a rough day. He's wop- he's mopping the floors. He's, which is hilarious because Perrin obviously doesn't know what a monkey is because he c- looks at him and says that guy looks like a frog. He does. He does say he looks like a frog. 
Well, Perrin's uh, wolf brother, Simeon, is a frog brother. Mm. Who looks who also happens who's also, to be a monkey. Who looks kind of like a, who's a monkey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he looks like you a frog, what? but he is an ape, in fact. Okay, cool. Interesting. Um, so they get all this information from Simeon. And Simeon's like, yeah, there was this boy. He had red hair. He showed up. He had a flute. And you know what? He played for all the weddings, but he was a weird guy, you know? Yeah, that's that's actually what <laughs> is happening. He's just like grunting at them. And Perrin's able to string it all together. He's a weird guy. He's like wearing a fanny pack across his chest, like not around his waist. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And for our UK <laughs> listeners, I know it means vagina pack. Okay. I don't know what else to call it. So, uh, where was I with this? Uh, Rand's weird. Rand's yeah. a weird boy. Rand's weird. Rand's, he was like, Rand was being weird. He played the flute for all the weddings, and that was nice, but he would be, he'd be like talking to himself and laughing to his own jokes. Cool songs on. And he yeah, just wasn't just reading like, the room. He, <laughs> he played schism like five times. But he was polite, you know, he ate, he, he was, he said his please and thank yous. And he said something weird about killing a guy later, but I never really thought two things about it. <laughs> I was like, it's and almost Halloween. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's in a spooky, he's got a, I don't know, spooky mindset. So that leads into this giant like revelation about Tevirin that I think we might've been alluding to for the last couple of books, but apparently now, uh, it's now set in stone as Moraine has explained it to Perrin, that Tavirin can go literally anywhere, depending on how strong a Tavirin they are, how, how strong their connection is with the with the the pattern, mm-hmm. uh, and events around them will change in their favor to to kind of progress the plot shift. And here's my problem with this. Okay, here's my problem with this. This has more or less. This is more or less a tool that Robert Jordan has created to kind of explain anything away with Tavirin. Oh, oh, they just, oh, they played cards and uh, now they're going to go meet the king because they were just really good at Tavirin. They played a king. You know what I mean? They they just, this is kind of like, he, I think he saw how many books he had, he's had to, he, he was going to have to write to get to the end of this or at least try to su- supplement some sort of income and he was like, I just need to keep this thing going. It's, so listen, it's smart writing. It's get out of here. Frustrating. You're frustrating. It's frustrating. Because now it means that none of the characters make their own choices anymore. There's only three of them that are Tavern. Yeah, our three main characters. Uh, Egwene's a main character, and so is Nynaeve, and so is Lan, yeah. and so is Moraine. Yeah, but they follow, they hang around Rand and, uh, they hang around now. Rand and Perrin and Matt. It's true for now, but everything is just kind of like, like, Robert Jordan can no, change because it whenever he wants. because the events he can that go, are supposed wait, to happen, happen. wait. But he can go. I, I for no one. I I I, I decide. I'm deciding that everybody is now. Uh, you know, they're all wolves. They're not. What do you mean they're all wolves? Only one of them. Is well, I don't know. I don't know what the point I'm trying to make. But the point is the point that I'm trying to make is that there's no agency for these characters anymore. There is the plot. There. there no, there's not. Anymore. There is because it's they only don't make any more choices. The the choices are only about. The things that are woven into the pattern already. So pe- so it's not a choice. Not necessarily. You're right. But we're all talking. We're also talking about like heroes of legend being brought back by a horn. They don't have a choice. They were just called. But don't you think it's called in more interesting? 
No, because don't you think it's if at the end of the day, if it comes down to that, like Perrin has to sacrifice himself and die in order for Rand to do something, that has to happen. So Perrin being like, I don't want any part of this. I'm moving to Seattle. Isn't going to change that because it'll shift things so that whatever is going to happen is still going to happen. It's like lost. Exactly. Exactly. That's the problem that I have. But it's not about like every little thing. Not every little thing. But if that comes to a point where like parents, like I'm not going to sacrifice for myself for you. Uh, they can change Robert Jordan can change anything to make it sure that it happens. Now he's not going to write himself into a corner like that. I don't think he will. I think it's about what yeah. it takes away. I think it's about what it takes comes. away agency. It could in the way you're putting it out, but we don't know that. Cause I'm trying to think of these characters as their own people. They are their people. Lives. They're my people and they do have lives and <laughs> they are figuring things out one day at a time. Like the show. Okay. Fuck. So that is that is the big thing that I want to like scream about. The next thing that happens in this book in this chapter is actually one of the coolest things that has happened in this in this book yet. Yeah, and that happens to be playing hacky sack. It's great. It's actually he's really, <laughs> he's really good. good. <laughs> <laughs> and with his Tavirian powers, never loses. never loses. It's woven in the pattern. So yeah. next thing that happens in this chapter, like I said, one of the coolest things that happened in this book is Simeon's brother is like Hey, I think that lady is kind of like uh she looks like one of the mice to die. Now, don't don't ask me how I know. I've been around, you see. But uh <laughs> and then it cuts to her and she's just like <laughs> in, in wizard robes with like jewels on her forehead, holding a staff. Don't ask me how don't I ask know. me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just got a hunch. I've been, I've been out of this town. I'm not one of these other people who have not been out of this town. Ask the innkeeper. He's never left this. And place. Then she picks up a guitar. She starts playing Johnny Cash. I've been Michigan, Washington, New York, Tennessee. Just starts going. Um, Simeon's like, all right, man, uh, I need your help. I need this Aes Sedai to come help me because my brother, I don't know what's going on with him, but he thinks he's a wolf. <laughs> Cuts to him <laughs> and he's just like, gnawing on his leg. Yeah. Full human. <laughs> and parents like, ah, well, uh, maybe I should. I talk wouldn't to know. Him. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I might. Sounds look. fucked up. Um, yeah, you <laughs> should go. kick him out of the village. Get rid of him. More or less, that. <laughs> more or less, that's pretty much what happens. They get Moraine to kind of like take a look, look at this guy. I guess his name is like, uh, what was this guy's name? Like Noam Chomsky. It was no. Was yeah, like I think Noam. it was Noam Chomsky. <laughs> I think it was and Gnome. They go visit I him. think it was Gnome because it made me keep thinking of Chome from Dune. Yeah, that's true. I, could, I mean, I have the book right here. I could look it up, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean. I don't have the look, book. this is the content. Uh, see? Exactly. So Moraine comes in and she goes like, all right, you you figured me out. You know, I thought the. <laughs> I thought the, me. I thought the. <laughs> I thought the staff was going to throw you guys off because everybody has a staff, but uh, apparently mine has a nice... There's like a giant I, I orb, glowing orb on the yeah. top of it. <laughs> that was the real That was the real uh, tell there. Uh, she comes in, she looks at him, and this guy, Noam Chomsky, he's like locked up in a barn somewhere. He's like eating wood. And he's like chasing his tail or his wolf imaginary stuff. tail. Yeah, it's just wolf stuff. Um, and they go take a look. Maureen's like, she walks in there. Looks at him for like a good like two seconds, and she's she's like, 
Yeah. He's fucked. He, yeah, you got uh, <laughs> got yourself a case of wolf here. <laughs> wolf man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to go. I got, yeah, I'm out of here. Nothing I can do for you here. <laughs> I wonder if I said I kind of like look at this kind of like as like a, um, a mechanic situation. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. I think, like, you know, I think this is like, um, calling in a plumber, and you need an electrician. See, he's got the yellow eyes. His teeth is all his teeth are all like scratched up from all from all the gnawing that he's been doing on wood. Yep. I mean, the, the best I could, like honestly, I can bring him, I can give him better teeth, and that's going to be like six hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you have any? Wh- what do your benefits look like? Because maybe we can maybe we can relieve some of this. Hmm. Mm. All right, so you're telling me you uh, your benefits are you get to you get to share a shack with a sheep. That's your benefit. <laughs> and you get a loaf of bread each each <laughs> each fortnight. What is that like two uh, weeks? Not... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can help you. Uh, Six hundred bucks straight up. No payments. Don't do financing. And uh, more or less, exactly what happens, man. Like. She leaves. Perrin's like he he gets a feel for him. He gets a like a he puts a little wolf reading on him, and he gets like, oh yeah, this guy's a wolf. All he thinks about is like killing and butt. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> he goes in that guy's head, and the guy's just like kill, kill, kill. Oh, oh, I want to sniff. I want to give it a sniff. Mm. I want to give it a sniff. Kill, 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 kill. kill, kill, kill. kill. <laughs> <laughs> And it's kind of like a it's a kind of like a touching moment where parents like, you know, I think it's best if you just kind of you just let him go. Just open up that door right there and just let him run into a night. Hit the road, Jack. He's like and he does. The, the little wolf man basically just goes screaming into the night. <laughs> night yeah, because he's nope. not a wolf. I mean he is, but he's a man. So this he's is just a man. a man. Is he running out on all fours at this point? I I I th- he must be and he's got to be naked. Yeah, and his butt is he's, just he has, in the air. Just flat. If he looks like a fl- if he looks like a frog or at least is related to the frog, it's not going to be a pretty sight. Well, this isn't Simeon. So that's true. But you're right. He might be related. He could this be is, an ape, wolf, frog. <laughs> that looks like Noam Chomsky. <laughs> <laughs> Name Noam Chomsky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Running. Buck naked throughout the forest. I hope he comes so back. They, I hope he does. Too. I hope he does too. <laughs> um, so the chapter more or less wraps up with uh, a conversation between Simeon and Perrin, where Simeon kind of relays information about the Children of Light that were there. They were talking about this guy. Exactly that he was doing that. And Hands uh, a banana. Like, Perrin, they were looking for a guy that they think is a garf. Yeah, banana. Here you go. <laughs> They, uh, by the name of Perrin, uh, I don't know. If, uh, I don't know if you guys know. And it's pretty much like I feel like there's that moment where they this guy knows this guy's Perrin, but he's not going to say it. And he's just like, you don't seem like much of dark. There's like that moment, you know. You don't seem like much of a dark friend to me. Yeah. And then they just go on about their business, and that's where the chapter ends. In fact, uh, there is. You seem like you might, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe sneak into my house and eat my grandfather, grandmother. Uh, sneak into my house, eat my grandmother, dress up in her clothes, in her bed, lay in her bed. That's like the nur- is that a proposition? It's like the nursery rhyme. Well, is he asking? I don't that, know. I'm trying to make a wolf thing here. Maybe <laughs> eat my porridge. Was that a wolf? 
you know, no, that was a little you know, I wouldn't be mad with a pig if you uh, ate my grandma. I don't get a lot of benefits in this town. The wolf ate those. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you oh, could uh, eat my grandma. Um, there's a couple of things that we probably have missed. Uh, there was one thing about Loyal. We get a little bit of uh, development with Loyal and his kind of resentment for the outside world and how they're just like looking at him like he's kind of a freak. Because mm-hmm. he you is. I mean? Because he is. I mean, to be but fair. we love him. We love him. He's not we a freak, him, but people are going to look at him like one. Yeah, you know? exactly. He is he is kind of like a sore thumb amongst all it's these. Like, like, I used to walk around with a mohawk when I was a kid, and then I'd be like, "Why are all these people looking at me? You fucking assholes!" Yeah. yeah, I hate that. I hate that when you like you do like a crazy fashion choice, and then you get all mad. Yeah, when people are like noticing you, it's like that's why, that's you're, why you're doing, doing it. it. <laughs> Peacocking, but. That is everything that I want to talk about today. Steve, you know your job. You know what I'm paying you. This is my job. Get to it. Get to it. Yeah, people love that. Oh, people yeah. fucking love it. Thank you for listening, everyone. Another chapter in the book of the Dragon Reborn. Please give us a follow on Twitter at Chap by Chap. Give us a follow on Instagram at Chapter by Chapter Podcast. And we will be back tomorrow for Chapter 9, Wolf Dreams. Hey, Steve. Hello. Have you ever wondered to yourself, man, I could really use a cheese daddy in my life? Yeah. Almost every day, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have one, and he's the best. What? And he's our executive producer for this show, and that that means that's a very special role, all right? He gets to tell us what to do all the time, and there you can put no price tag on that. He says, hey, monkey, ma- monkey dance. <laughs> He says, hey, monkey dance, I do a little jig. (laughs) And if you want to join the ranks of our good friend, Big Cheese Daddy, you can head over to patreon.com slash chapter by chapter podcast and join our executive producer tier, also known as the Gouda Grandmaster tier, today!